You know, if there's one thing we've learned during the pandemic, it's Amazon is just unbelievable. They come up with new ways to get us to spend money all the time. They just announced earlier this week they're now going to go for 5,000 cities. They're going to start delivering groceries inside your garage. They were doing this on a test, and evidently people like it, but they really become ingrained in us, except maybe – Maybe we'd like to get away. There's a brand new survey that's out from from Sitecore. Sitecore works with all sorts of businesses and tries to bring them up to speed and the way they ought to be operating now. And there's a new survey out that people are ready to to leave Amazon. I don't believe it. Steve Zakakis is the CEO of Sitecore and joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. Thank you, David. Thank you for hosting me to your show. So I maybe I don't I don't think I'm misreading this. I mean, the way I see it, you say forty percent of U.S. shoppers would like to reduce the amount of shopping they do on Amazon. I think they're addicted. I, I think. Um, well, let me start by saying that Amazon is a great company. Sure, it, uh, it's an incredibly uh, innovative business, probably the pioneer of e-commerce. Um, and will always have uh, a stake, uh, both in the U.S. theater, but also globally. Um, actually, one of the things that we have found out is that uh, if you read, there's many reports out there that suggest they will be bigger than uh, Walmart by 2025. At the same time, what we saw in our report, which was published uh, two weeks ago, is that uh, shoppers, especially younger generations, are willing to give local retailers and their favorite brands another chance um there, there were a lot of findings um so firstly um indeed there's um a correlation with amazon they've made it easy for everybody they're reliable they're consistent and they're always finding new ways uh, innovative ways to come closer to their customers but i think what is also true is that there's lack of personalization let's call it individualization in the shopping experience. Yeah, you can't walk in the shop and somebody knows your name. No, and this is where this is where local retailers through e-commerce platforms yeah. uh, feel strongly they want to move in, and some are doing it very, very successful. You know, I, I understand that, but, but the findings, though, were just opposite of what I would have thought, is what, what the way I read the survey is of the baby boomers, the me's, uh, 86% have no guilt about shopping with Amazon. And it's the younger ones that really don't want to. See, I grew up going into shops. I can't believe I wouldn't want to get rid of Amazon if I could. And the younger ones, you know, hell, it, it's cheap and easy, and why not do that? Why is it just the opposite? Yeah, it, it's... Um... It's not the first time that uh, Generation Z surprises us, yes? Yeah. Uh, and, you know, um, they've brought a lot of innovation. That genera- that same generation has brought in uh, a lot of innovation into technology, including gaming. So this is not the first time that Generation Z uh, surprises us. They've brought a lot of innovation in the MarTech industry. They brought uh, the gaming experience. Right. And I think... This is the generation that has super high expectations from experience and personalization. Remember, these are the people that grew up in front of consoles. Okay. So more than you and me that have just been locked in our houses and for the first time have to deal with a console. These people grew up with this. So their expectation is super, super high. And I feel 
And I look at this from our clients. We, we deal with the likes of L'Oreal. We deal with Porsche, with big automotives, big retailers, big um, fashion groups around the world. And all of our customers give us the same feedback. Our end consumer wants personalization. They want the white glove treatment, irrespective of whether they join our physical store or our digital store. And this is what we're trying to give to our customers. And I, right. I feel, I felt reading that report, similarly to you, I was actually in one way surprised, but uh, on the other way, I felt that um, many of our customers uh, across the globe feel the same. But but retailers are going to have to to give some of this but retailers are going to have to adapt, I think. I mean, there's an enormous incentive to shop on Amazon because if you pay Amazon Prime, then you get it for, you know, it's delivered for free and you get free movies and that sort of thing. Uh, they also have an enormous uh, variety uh, of goods and they have them, in essence, on stock. In stock, mm-hmm. you can get them within a day or so. How is retail going to compete with these incentives? And, and with this variety of goods. Yeah. You know, shopping at Amazon, um, unfortunately for Amazon itself, has been um, correlated with um, a lot of discussion around labor practices and so on and so forth. In my opinion, unfairly. Um, but um, at, at the end of the day, I want to look at it the other way. What are the opportunities that brands that now move into digital experience have? Let's look at it in terms of opportunity. Yes, it used to be that Amazon was in inverted commas a monopoly. Now let's speak out to all of the all of these brands out there that have just started e-commerce or are thinking about having their own e-commerce. There's a big percentage of the American audience out there that's willing to give everybody a chance. How prepared are businesses? The other thing that was interesting in that report, David, is that consumers said that we're willing to give people a second chance, even if first time around things are not flawless. And to me, that means that there's this flexibility and the the curiosity to try something new. And and I don't want to have only a discussion around centered around the fact that Amazon may have some shortfalls in their service. Let's talk about the opportunities that everybody else has. But also, let's talk a little bit about what your your customers, your your retailers, the B2B business are going to look like going forward. Um, We've had, uh, we had an expert on here a couple of three weeks ago who said, you know, we've got too much retail. The, The big, big, big box stores need to be a lot smaller. They're just not going to you know, occupy, and we're going to have to reuse a lot of real estate space too. But the question is, you know, what is a successful retailer going to look like on the other side of all this? Yeah, we, as a company, we've made uh, very recently a big acquisition in the B two B space. We acquired a, an amazing uh, company uh, out of Minneapolis to complement our existing infrastructure in B two C. So now we have a a big platform on B2C, big platform on B2B. And actually, we're moving towards B2B to X. What's that? X being X, as in it doesn't have to be a consumer. Because at the end of the day, I feel it could be your fridge ordering fresh milk. It could be your car ordering parts ahead of the next service. It could be your computer, your printer ordering ink. So 
we, 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 we're innovators in that space and we're moving a little bit ahead as you'd expect of the market. These are the things that you will be able to do through your favorite brands a year down the road and sidecars behind that. Of course, we're not a popular brand, a high street brand that everybody recognizes, but nearly 50% of Fortune 1000 use our software. So most of the webs, one or two, one in two websites you would visit daily are probably powered by Sidecar, uh, one way or the other. And, and that's a big thing for us. So when you, when you think about, okay, what will the retailer look in the future? I think we won't be talking about B2B or B2C. The, 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 the lines and the borders will be flirted. And, and you'll have the opportunity to the B2B player who sells pasta, who sells um, cars, will want to know who the end consumer is. And if, if there's a big lesson out of the pandemic right now is who is the consumer? And you put that together, but every, no one understands who the end consumer is. You go to the supermarket, you buy your favorite brand week in, week out. Does Barilla or Coca-Cola really know who you are? I doubt they do. Although you probably are the most loyal, like me, if you're anything like me, you're probably one of the most loyal consumers. They don't know your name. Right, right. And the, the, put that on one side and then think about what Google um, announced a few days ago, a few weeks ago. They said, we're going to stop the, uh, the, the technology of cookies into the website. This means that consenting to your data being kept by third parties will make life difficult. So from here on, each company has to hold your data that cannot be held by a third party. So when you visit a website, it's gonna be what people refer to as cookie-less. Okay, so each, each individual company will have to have its own customer data platform. When in fact, everybody was relying on predominantly Google to do that before. Right, so it, right. there's gonna be a little bit of chaos out there. For us, it's an opportunity for each company to really have that golden profile of their consumer. And the second acquisition that we had done, coincidentally, uh, a month or so ago, was in this area, real-time customer data platform, company called Box Server from Ireland. It's working with the uh, largest airlines around the world. You know, the airline industry, um, uh, puts a lot of emphasis and focus on customer data and passenger data. Right. Um, and that comes hands in glove with uh, what the rest of our customer base wants, predominantly retailers, automotive, consumer packaged goods, healthcare. Um, so we, we're, we're coming to the market from a position of strength. And, and what I want to tell the audience today, David, is we're, we're working, and I'm sure there's a lot of companies out there like Sitecore, um, but we're offering integrated solutions that are simple for businesses of all size. So business people should not be concerned. They should be curious and they should ask the question and should be bold and make the step towards digital transformation because if they don't do it, someone else will. And, and going forward, I think business should not be complacent because lots of rules just changed and, and will continue as we, we come out of all this where none of us are going to be the same. Steve Sakakis is the CEO of Sitecore. It's good to spend some time with you today. Thank you very much. Thank you, David. I, I appreciate it. For more of our conversation, go to KRLD.com. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.